Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to League Castle. I am, of course, your host, Chris McPherson, and we have a bumper episode ahead of us. Uh, a total of five guests, uh, including our regular co-host, who's the headline act of the show, Josh Spiegelman, with his two segments covering off on the Statsman Performers of the Week, as well as wrapping up the show with our NRL preview and punters uh, corner, I guess. Uh, we might want to run it by now. Uh, of course, Josh and all of our guests are brought to you by our great partner at Smart Artist. Johnny is the man to see for all your sports, photography and event uh, promotion needs uh, for any of those sorts of uh, realm of assistance that you might need for your games or events coming up. Make sure to check out Smart Artist on Facebook. Uh, while you're up on Facebook, make sure to jump onto League Castle AUS and give us a look and check it out uh, as well as throwing in your nomination in the local League Castle legend uh, section where we are having a look at those players who've made the progression from debuting in grade or second division in the local competitions and moved on to playing in the NRL. We've had some cracking suggestions there. The likes of Mark Hughes, Anthony Don, Joel Edwards, Nathan Ross. Uh, There's been absolutely a plethora of them, so... Uh, not only will we catch up with Josh to talk about that as well as plenty more, we'll also catch up with Joel Edwards himself from the Lakes United Seagulls. Uh, we'll have a chat to uh, Cody Bridges and Kirk Roberts from the Dudley Magpies in the B-grade Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League competition. Also have a bit of a chat to Buddy Matthews, who uh, is an absolute rugby league aficionado as well as being the captain coach of the Maitland United Indigenous Corporation side in the D-grade competition in the Newcastle and Hunter. So... As I said, an absolute bumper show. Make sure you uh, sit back, grab yourself a beverage and uh, tune on in because it's going to be a full-to-the-brim episode of local rugby league action. All right, let's kick it off in our usual style, and it is the segment brought to you by our great mate Johnny at Smart Artist, and he's been a busy man getting around to lots of different grounds. I've seen some shots in recent weeks from the Maitland Pickers, Clarence Town Cobras, and Maitland United as well, just to name a few. Uh, he is the man to talk to if you want to get your sporting game or event photographed or promoted or any other event for that matter. Check out Smart Artist on Facebook. But he brings to us this week again my co-host Josh Spiegelman with the Statsman Performers of the Week. And we've got three games to have a chat about. Good to uh, chat to you, Josh. I don't want to uh, get you too revved up because I, I know you're going to get excited a little bit later in the show when we talk NRL. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm always excited for NRL and the Newcastle Rugby League. It's some um, interesting games over the weekend as we'll run through. It certainly is, and, and let's kick it off with the one where they couldn't be split, mate. Uh, it is two sides that you do a lot of work with, and it's Macquarie Scorpions. They hosted Maitland in a thrilling nail-biting finish, 16-all that finished up with a penalty goal from Brock Lamb to level it up late. Yeah, what an exciting match, mate. And um, this was uh, Liam Higgins. Scorp took his 100th first grade game here, so lots to play for for their team, as, as always, going against Maitland, the powerhouse. And yeah, it was a really, really good game. I thought, um, yeah, the Scorp came out with intent. They completed their first 10 sets of the match, which has been an issue for them in recent weeks, completions. But 
that, that led them to an early 8-0 lead, which was um, really impressive against a side like Maitland. But, you know, after they made their first error, Maitland jumped on that opportunity to score their first of the game too. So uh, I really just think Scorps' goal line defence was really impressive this game, especially in the first half. And throughout the game, obviously, both teams fought tooth and nail from that point out. And it ended in the draw, as you said. Um, from my point of view, mate, I think Maitland's as well. I, I liken this game to their match against Glebe last season in the President's Cup during the regular round. They lost that game, and I think that's the, the game they kind of needed to lose. I know they didn't lose this game against Macquarie, but I think, you know, that fired them up in the President's Cup on the way to the title. So it'd be interesting to see if that happens here for Maitland again. And um, in any case, it goes to show how any game can be a close, close one on the day, and nothing's guaranteed in this comp. And, um, really positive signs for the Scorps as well. They're, they're going to be really tough to beat come, come finals. Yeah, they'll certainly be hoping to carry that into a key game this weekend against Central, which will decide who gets the second bite at the cherry. Uh, but I'm sure Matt Lanshaw will take some positives out of the fact that it is uh, that they did outscore them three tries to two. And uh, undoubtedly, at least one of those try scorers, mate, I think maybe two might have featured in your points. Yeah, they did, mate. Yeah, um, we've got a couple of points to go through. Obviously, I do pretty heavy stuff for both these sides, but I just want to give some honourable mentions, first of all, before we get into the points. Um, I'm going to shout out Cooper Jenkins from Mail in the second row. He had 11 carries for 107 metres to lead their forwards with 9.6 a carry. Um, he also made 100% of his tackles and led the team with five tackle busts. So I've noted he's actually been named in the centres this week against West, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes there. I'm not sure if he'll be on the side of Brian Walker, could be a plan there to nullify him in defence. What do you think about that, mate? Yeah, certainly an interesting one. I did say that as well um, as to as to what they do there. But we know that both of the West centres have been uh, fairly prolific in terms of uh, both try scoring and just their general attack, mate. So either, either edge there, they're certainly going to have their work cut out. But you'd think that that would be the uh, the plan there, Cooper Jenkins, probably to line up on Ryan Walker and uh, just see if the, the, the bigger, probably more physical body can uh, out-muscle Walker because Walker's strength is his... You know, pardon the pun, is his strength. That's, that's going to be a tantalising matchup, mate, for sure. And um, also wanted to shout out both Scorps wingers, Rob Bertero and Joe Woodbury. I thought they were both really strong with the ball in hand this game. Uh, lots of metres, uh, positive runs up eight metres as well. So aside uh, from that, obviously, Carrot Holland, he had the two try assists for Scorps. And it'd be remiss if we didn't go through the 100th game room himself, Liam Higgins. He made 44 tackles in the middle at 96% against, say, um, you know, arguably the best pack in the comp in Maitland. So that was a tremendous effort. But unfortunately, we can't give points to everyone, mate, as you know. So we'll start off here with the one point, and we're going to give it to Maitland's fullback in this match, Matt Sopalola. He had a try again, four tackle busts, two line breaks, 18 runs for a team-high 206 metres. That's the second week in a row. He's cracked the 200 mark, and 14 of those were for eight metres plus. So a pretty good effort there from the back from Matt. He certainly made a charge up that leaderboard. I think look, that's three games in a row for Maitland that they've uh, played where he's picked up points. So uh, he might have left his run a little bit too late, but he certainly would have been a real danger to the top spots on the leaderboard um, had, had he played all season, mate. Definitely would have, mate. Yeah. As we mentioned last week, he definitely would have. And we'll see how that plays out next year too if he's back in the pumps and figures colours. So moving on to the two points here, we're going to, I could, could not give it to this bloke again. He's been a mainstay all year, but um, Scorps centre Royce Jeffrey just fills the stat sheet every week, mate. He um, scored a try, which helped him, obviously. We had a team-high seven tackle busts, a line break. Also a team-high 15 carries for 121 metres. Nine of those were over eight metres. And he also had 95% tackle effectiveness rate in the centres, making 19 tackles. So 
as well as this, he, importantly, he wasn't attributed any line break or try causes. So pretty faultless effort there in a um, obviously a drawn game. Yeah, again, another man who's featured heavily in recent weeks. I'm just trying to quickly scroll back through, but I think it's something like out of their last six games or seven games, he's, he's only missed once being in the points. So he's been Mr. Consistent, and he'll be a really key part of the Scorpions' final char- finals charge, as will be the man for Maitland who picked up the three points. Yes, mate. Three points here goes to um, Maitland. Daniel Langbridge here, uh, usually at fullback, as the listeners will know, he, he played dummy half in this match, and I thought he stood up really well. Uh, filling in for his brother, obviously, he's been out for a long time, who actually makes his return, Alex, this week, off a of finger injury. Um, so, yeah, Daniel, uh, last game, he made 33 tackles at 87%, winning 81% of those, which is a tremendous effort when you think, you know, the guy usually plays in the back line, probably wouldn't have made that many tackles in, you know, three or four games combined. So, that was a great effort by itself. But then in attack, he also led the team with two try assists and two line break assists out of dummy half. So, um, and also a great line break. Um, so without without his efforts, I, I don't think Maitland draw this match. I think the Scorps win it. So that, I couldn't go past giving the three points for his out-of-position play. Yeah, he's, he's quite, uh, quite the versatile athlete, isn't he? So well done to Dan Langbridge. We'll move on to the other game from Saturday. And it was, look, Central haven't been in the best of form, but it was probably a surprise... One that, you know, if you're going into this, you're probably still tipping central, but one that Lakes won it, but surely the margin. 34 points to six. Lakes absolutely putting on a show at home. Um, we've got Joel Edwards on the show this week, and it'll be good to have a chat to him about Lakes and their late season run. Unfortunately, it'll be too little too late. They can't uh, burst into the top five. I think they can run as high as seventh, depending on results this weekend. But they just showed that uh, with that young squad there, if they can keep the majority of them together under Ian Burke next year, that... Uh, you know, there, there's really some potential about them, uh, certainly turning things around. Definitely is, mate. And it was also a big turnaround from their reverse fixture with Central, which uh, Central won 48-10 back in round eight. So, in promising signs there for Lakes. And the match as a whole was a pretty feisty uh, career cup. And um, Tampa Tampa boiled over on a few occasions there. There were several thin bins, uh, a couple from both sides, I think. So, um, despite the fiery atmosphere, I thought Lakes controlled the game well. They had 18 from 21 completions in the first half, which was their best all year, and um, 85% by full time. So a tremendous effort there from Lakes. And as you can imagine with this scoreline, all the points are going to Lakes, similar. I'm pretty sure to when Central beat them last time, all the points went to Central. So we'll fire into it if you're ready, mate. Yeah, mate, lead off with your one point. Yeah, one point to Lakes fullback Matt Cooper here. He features again. Uh, very strong running from the back. He had 20 runs for 195 metres at 9.8 a carry. Broke four tackles in the process, and he also made a line break. So pretty pretty vital um, contribution from the fullback position there. Yeah, he's probably been close to the standout for them in terms of stats this year, has Matt. So uh, um, he'll undoubtedly creep a little bit higher on that leaderboard. Uh, who else has picked up some points in this one for you? Yeah, uh, two points go to Nick Glowy here uh, after a pretty stat-filling effort, which saw him score 115 super coach points, mythical points, as there is no competition, so a great effort nonetheless. Uh, he scored the, scored a great try, had 23 runs for 201 metres, so massive effort in the middle. A team-high five tackle buffs, two offloads, a line break, and a line break assist, and also 30 tackles at 91%, so tremendous all-round effort. He has been, again, another standout for them, one in the forwards alongside a couple of their other experienced players. But who is it that's uh, outshone Nick Glowey, the Scottish international, to take the three points? 
Yeah, as we mentioned earlier, Lake controls the game really well, and I thought a big part of that was um, Nash Birch. He got the three points for me this week. Pardon me. Um, yeah, you can see him control the game with his kicking at times. He registered a 40-20. He paced the game really well with some kicks and a touch at the right time, and he found the grass on long kicks down the middle. So I couple that with a great individual try from the scrum players. He's too fast for the defence. Uh, he led the team with three try assists. When you couple that with the kicking and the try, that's, that's tremendous. A line break assist, a line break, and two tackle busts, and he also forced an error in defence. So it was a big driving factor for that big win. You could see it meant a lot to him, this um, cup game, and um, yeah, great great game from Nash Birch. Yeah, he, he certainly is a standout, and with his try, he is now Lake's leading try scorer for the year as well. So not only three points, but he takes... The uh, lead in Lakes, leading try scorers, he's uh, just gone past. He was equal with Matt Cooper, goes up to five now. So uh, great work from from a half to be leading that, mate. Uh, he's been uh, really solid in a couple of different positions for them this year. We'll move on to the South's Curry game, another one that finished with a uh, with points in the dying stages as South snatched victory after it was tied up at 16-all. We nearly had two 16-all draws in a weekend, which would have been uh, some sort of anomaly, but 22-16, to 16, uh, South Newcastle ended up uh, coming out on top of Curry. Uh, the uh, the man who shares his name with with the F1 superstar Lewis Hamilton picking up a double for South. He's been uh, been quite dangerous for the Lions this year, mate. And undoubtedly, will will probably feature in your points because he didn't just score some tries this week. No, he didn't. Of course, we'll mention him in a in a moment, mate. And as you mentioned, a big win for South here because it gives them a chance to avoid the spoon next week. Uh, I think they need, they need to beat Lakes and they hope Curry lose to Tessnock. That's right. That's correct, yep. So that, that's going to be a big game next week. You know, it might not be much in it for people watching, but that, it's going to mean a lot to the South team. So tune in for that one. It's going to be a good one. Uh, before we get into the points, I thought um had to mention here, Ethan Niscott, he narrowly missed out. He had a um, one-try effort, added, added a line break assist, an offload, and a forced error. I also thought the middles, and both teams, Frank Paul from Curry and, and Brendan Simpson from South, were also strong for their respective sides. Had a bunch of dominant carries, are really strong in the middle there. But from a South's point of view, yep, we're going to go into it now. I'm going to give a point here to South bench forward Jack Cameron. Um, he added another dimension out there for South, similar to what Harry Croker has done in weeks gone by, as we've mentioned on the podcast. Um, he came off the bench and he led the team with five offloads, four of which were effective. He had three tackle busts on 12 carries. 10 of those carries he won, and he also had an 86% tackle effectiveness rate. So um, as we give a point to Jack Cameron, he becomes the 100th player to register a point in the Statsman competition this season. So well done, Jack, and well done the other 99 players. Yeah, great great to see that we do have such a range of players having picked up points. And as you say, it, it just shows the evenness of talent across the competition, I think. You know, just alone on the, you know, if we just look at guys from three points and down, there's something like six, the best part of 60 players. So it uh, just shows a real spread of guys who've been able to pick up points throughout the year. And um, imagine how many we, we might have ended up with had we uh, got all games underway and not so many COVID draws. Exactly, mate. And it makes you think next year we might have to do a 5 4 three, two, one. Who knows what the possibilities will be, but it might drag the podcast out a little too long. Um, might, have, might have to have a separate Statsman podcast, I think, mate. <laughs> Yeah, might have to launch that in the off-season. But no, no, definitely keen to keep plugging away here, mate. We're doing good things at Lee Castle. So um, that's awesome. Uh, as we move on to the two points here, going to give it to Ryan Glanville. Um, you know, I don't think, yeah, South wouldn't have won without his playmaking here. He had the two try assists, two line break assists, a line break of his own, uh, six runs, all of which he won, two tackle busts, 
two effective offloads and he won 86% of his tackles. And he hasn't played much this year with injury, obviously. And I thought this match showed how much he's been missed uh, this year at South in the halves. He obviously started this match at seven. So, um, yeah, good effort by Ryan Glanville and hopefully he comes back stronger next year. Yeah, certainly he is a key cog there at uh, at the South Newcastle Lions and undoubtedly uh, their, their coaching staff would have loved to have been able to, I guess, field him and Jason Keelan, who would probably be their first choice halves pairing together at some point this, this season. But it's been very few and uh, far between that they've managed to get them both on the park. So um, I'm not actually sure whether they've both played in the same game together this year. But who was it? Uh, was it that man with the double, Lewis Hamilton, who is uh, right up there with South's best try scorers this season, who picked up the three points? It was indeed, mate. Lewis Hamilton, a great effort here. And considering he only played about 60 minutes before coming off with an injury, it was pretty remarkable. He did get the three points, but I couldn't go past him with that brace of tries uh, running off Glanville, uh, who we just mentioned also. So, yeah, as well as his tries, he had a team-high six tackle bus and 27 tackles at 87%, and he won 85% of these tackles, also forcing an error in defence. So really well-rounded defence and um, offensive effort here by Lewis Hamilton. So great work. And he, he, as I said, has one hand on the South leading try scorer trophy. He has seven tries for the season, two clear of the hat-trick man from their match against Maitland a few weeks ago, Marshall Singh. So uh, unless uh, someone can really reel out a bag of tries against Lakes this weekend, he will claim that title. And we'll have leaderboards for all of those later in the uh, in, in the weeks coming once the uh, regular season is wrapped up. We'll, we'll provide you with an update of... Uh, all of the players who uh, top their clubs, and we might even do up a little bit of a something that always intrigues me, mate, a bit of a forwards leaderboard for the uh, try-scoring forwards. The backs get all the plaudits <laughs> when it comes to these tries as we as we look at you know the top eight or nine players, ten players are all, all the top ten are all backs, so um, we'll give some credit where it's due to those uh, forwards who roll up their sleeves and get across the stripe, mate. Yeah, 100%, mate. Try to do that at the Southman comp too, giving the forwards the rep they deserve. You know, the engine room, without them, the backs wouldn't reap all the glory, so good no, stuff. No, exactly right, mate. That's the, the backs are only good for, what do they play, nine nine minutes in nine aside, so that's uh, that's <laughs> that's their go, and uh, you don't get nearly the excitement uh, of a, of a season-long thing with nine. So, mate, well, that brings us to a close with round 17. One round to go, and... Uh, it's certainly a fairly heated leaderboard. Uh, we will give you an update next week once we can announce it. And uh, look, there's there's some real jostling in some of those positions. As as we said, you know, over a hundred uh, on a hundred players now with points, and uh, we've had some real standout performance during the year. So I, I don't know about you, mate, but I'm I'm really excited uh, to be able to in next week's show unveil the League Castle and Smart Artist Stats Man Performer of the Year. It's uh, really exciting to be able to not only unveil that, but we'll be able to uh, hopefully get him on the show as part of the segment and uh, I, I was going to say virtually present him is what, what we'll do and we might even just uh, have to try and organise to uh, get out to the ground and get a snap with him at some point because uh, looking at that top of the leaderboard will definitely be someone that's involved in the finals. So um, get out and get catch up with him at the finals and maybe get a shot uh, at least uh, to, to put up and congratulate him. Yeah, that'd be fantastic, mate. And yeah, very excited to to conclude this and give the prize away. Obviously, you know, lots of hours have got into this from my end, obviously doing it for the clubs, but also Lee Castle has been a great, great experience. I think this is my fourth year doing stuff for teams now and first year doing this type of competition. So it's good to not only help the clubs develop, you know, the players within the system and their systems themselves, but also to, you know, make it a bit more public, a bit more 
fun and interactive for the fans and the listeners. And um, yeah, it's all positive at the end of the day, mate. We don't bring up any negatives. It's all the positive stats and that's what it's all about, you know, when it's public. Yeah, 100%, mate. We are all here about the positives of the local footy and there are plenty of them. Um, we certainly try and pull those apart. And again, it, it is a big part thanks to the, the great man Johnny over at Smart Artist and, and the great work that he does, mate. Uh, I, I amazed at some of the shots that he pulls out each week and how quickly they come up. You know, he's got them up there very promptly after games, etc. every week. So, um, yeah, certainly looking forward to presenting all three of our prizes that are, you know, courtesy of himself, yourself and, and the show um, in, in the coming weeks. I think most of them... Um, certainly the uh, leading point scorer, Tani Milgate, in the women's tackle has got probably 1.9 hands on that. She's 30-something points clear at the top of the leaderboard. We know Perry LeBrock, you know, barring an absolute bag of tries from someone this weekend, has uh, got his hands on that other other award. But we will officially announce them uh, after the close of the regular season for those first two with the Denton Engineering Cup. And we do have two more weeks of the uh, Newcastle and Hunter competition. So... Um, it's going to take a big effort from the likes of, say, an Ashley Harvey to get home in that uh, in that final fixture because, yeah, it's, it would be a big, big result. But we'll watch this space and see if um, we can't see a big haul of points in the final round from Ashley Harvey. Maybe, you know, six tries and six conversions herself to, to lead West to a victory over South or something like that. That'd be a turnaround, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be, mate. That's something to look out for across coming weeks. And, um, yeah, exciting times. Looking forward to it. Certainly is, mate. And before we wrap up this segment, of course, make sure you get in your nominations. We've got a handful of them already, or probably more, more than more than a few handfuls. Some great nominations there of for your local legend of league. Of course, it is players who played or who went on after 1988 from playing their first senior rugby league in one of our local competitions to star or feature at least in the NRL. And uh, um, yeah, certainly one of. Uh, tonight's guest, Joel Edwards, will be one of those men that will be in that eliminator. He's now at Lakes. He's a former Cessnock boy and uh, played. Uh, he made his senior debut there playing in a grand final before he went on to play for the Knights, the Raiders and the Tigers. So um, he, he would be as worthy a winner as anyone, mate, if he was to go through and knock out some of those big names that are there. Yeah, he definitely would be, mate. Every, everyone in that competition has a pretty good crack, I reckon. Everyone's pretty popular. The names I've seen that have been put up for nominations, so it's going to be a great comp to run. Um, keep us busy, I guess. Keep us excited when the football finishes. Yeah, that's exactly right. We'll get it underway in the over the final series, and then I'll head into the off season by the time we get all the eliminators done. But I'm really looking forward to it. And I mean, some some of the bolters have been really exciting. You know, the Anthony Dons, and even you know, I'd forgotten that Jason Moody played at West before he West Newcastle before he went on to the, the big smoke, and a few of these sorts of players. So. Uh, great to see some of the names that are coming out. So we look forward to a few more of those. Uh, I still still think Anthony Don playing for university is the biggest bolter I've seen. So if we can get a bigger one than that, certainly love to see if any of the other Newcastle and Hunter clubs have had guys who've uh, even just played a sneaky cameo or two before they've gone on to, to make it to the big smoke, mate. Yeah, it'd be great. But names like Jason Moody, not so much Anthony Don because he's more current, obviously, but Moody... You know, I haven't heard that name for a few years now and it's great to hear it again and it brings back a lot of positive memories as, you know, as a Knights fan, but as a rugby league fan, I play for the Eels as well. So, um, yeah, mate, no, it's fantastic comp. Uh, great stuff, your initiative there. So looking forward to running it with you. And just on Jason Moody, for those who don't know, he is actually the coach of the Western Suburbs under-19s team in the grade competition who are going to feature heavily in the finals. So... Um, you know, great to see him back there and it's always good to see we see them playing quite often but great to see them passing on the knowledge that they've gained over their NRL career and his, his young son Tyler playing reserve grade in 19s for West so we could see a second generation maybe 
kick on to uh, big things, whether it's local first grade or even to a higher honours later on. So um, that's a bit of an update for you, mate, on where Jason Moody's at. But on that note, we might uh, call it a close for the stats. And uh, I'm going to catch up with a few boys. I've got uh, Joel Edwards coming up, as I said, from Lakes United and uh, some guys from Dudley as well as catching up with Buddy Matthews from Maitland United. So a big show. And then I might wrap it up, mate, if you want to hang around for a little while and uh, chat some NRL uh, in the not-too-distant future. Yes, mate. We'll, we'll have a crow. <laughs> we certainly will. I'll talk to you shortly. See you, mate. A big thanks, as always, to Josh for the Statsman of the Week, the Performers of the Week uh, there, brought to us by Smart Artists. It's now time to pick apart the Denton Engineering Cup, and we are getting right to the business, and it is the uh, final round, round 18 this weekend, and uh, the match of the round, the Bar TV Sports and Tuesday match of the round, is the Lakes United Seagulls taking on South Newcastle Lions. Both sides are starting to find some form at the back end of the season, and we're fortunate enough to be joined uh, by one of Lake's 2021 recruits, a, a man who's played over 100 games in the NRL. He is none other than uh, former Cessnock Goanna and now Lake United Seagulls player, Joel Edwards. Joel, welcome to League Castle. Hello, thanks for having me. Uh, not a problem at all, mate. Uh, it's been a long time coming, getting you on. Uh, I know we've spoken a couple of times <laughs> about it and we've known each other for a while, mate. So it's great to always good to have a chat about footy with yourself and good to have you on the pod. No, thanks for having me and uh, yeah, it's um, looking forward to it. Mate, uh, you, you returned home and uh, took the field in the lower grades at the start of the year with your uh, former club, your junior club, the Cessnock Goannas, before heading down to Lakes. What prompted the move and, and how's the move gone uh, for 2021 at Lakes? Um, yeah, I, um, obviously I didn't play last year um, with the whole COVID thing. I relocated to Lithgow uh, where my wife is from um, and then uh, had a few injuries during pre-season and... Um, yeah, I just um, come back at round three, and um, yeah, and probably during the preseason and also into the start of the year, I just, just you know, the travel was getting a bit much, um, and also just I wasn't liking the direction the club is going in or was going in or was at. Um, so uh, I thought it was best for myself and the club to part company. Yeah, lovely, mate. And obviously headed down to uh, to Belmont there, to, to Lakes United. And, and how have you found that and, and how have you settled in? I guess uh, very different to your early days at Cessnock. You're now very much one of the senior players in a fairly young squad. Yeah. Um, so, funny enough, um, you know, what footy is, it's a small circle. And I was at, at, um, at swimming lessons with my daughter and um, ran into a, um, Wayne Mortimer, the... Uh, um, the manager for SG Ball when I was at the Knights and he said, oh, you'll have to come to Lakes and that's how the conversation started and, um, you know, and they were a young side and um, a young squad and they sort of were looking for someone to, you know, sort of be an old head and, and give a little bit of leadership and um, that's sort of what um, drew me to the club was, you know, a chance to sort of, you know, give back to the community and, um, and help develop the, the club as a whole so yeah and, and I've, I've loved every minute of being down there well not actually I won't say every minute I'll say most of the most of the time down there um, you know a few of the losses was, was tough to swallow um, but that's what you get don't you when you play with um, you know young players and you know they'll, they'll sometimes take uh, low percentage plays but, but 
on the whole, I've, I've really enjoyed the mateship and um, camaraderie down there. And, and we talk about you being a senior player. I think nothing epitomises that more than a photo that's done the rounds a little bit on Facebook, mate. And that's uh, yourself, I think, when you're at the Knights presenting Ryan Potts when he was in primary school with a trophy, mate. Uh, now your teammates are playing first grade in the Denton Engineering Cup. Mate, it's um, when, I, when Ryan, um, I think Ryan or his mum, showed me first, uh, I just couldn't, I, I honestly didn't remember it. And then once I saw it, I was like, oh, it's funny how the world works and how, um, you know, yeah, just how the world works and, you know, things um, things happen like that. Um, you know, I, I originally signed with Lakes in 2018 when Todd Edwards was the coach there. Yeah. Um, and I got an opportunity to go on and play in the south of France and and um, the Lakes as a club, they were very um, supportive of my decision to go and chase that. So, you know, to then end up back there, but also then to, to be playing with someone who was a kid makes me feel old, but <laughs> it's yeah. really funny how the world works. Mate, I, I had one of those moments on the weekend when a kid from the under-17s came up to me and uh, started asking some questions about my time up on the mid-north coast and explained that I played footy with his dad. So it, it does certainly, certainly uh, you know, you and I are of a similar age, mate, so it certainly makes yeah. us feel a little bit older and realise that we are no longer the, the kids of the crew of, of uh, the local rugby league, unfortunately, but, you know, that's all right. Uh, now, they, they, now they can just learn from uh, from our wisdom, I suppose, if, if that's uh, the best we can take from it. I don't know how much wisdom I've got to offer, but anyway... Yeah, oh, look, it's it, you know if, if it's if it's just a little bit that you know you know makes a difference or um, inspires them to go on to you know to be uh, a better player or if not a better person or both. Um, you know, you sort of you played your role in their in their um, in their life, I suppose. Yes, certainly, mate. Um, now let, let's have a look. Last weekend, uh, just the three games, some interesting results. Obviously, the sixteen-all draw between Maitland and Macquarie was one of the big talking points. South getting another win over Curry, but uh, the grudge match, the career cup, mate, thirty-four to six, Lakes defeating Central. That would have been a nice one to be involved in. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, we got a we got almost a cricket score put on us the last time we um, we come across them. I think we got beat by fifty. So um, you know, to to have turn it around, uh, look, they were depleted, but we were as well. Um, I think we had. 10 players or something like that from last time we played them um, due to COVID and um, um, also injuries that are in, in town as well. So, you know, it was, um, yeah, really, really pleasing and um, quite proud of the young young squad that we had. Um, I think we got all four grades there at Lake. So it was a good day for the club as a whole. Yeah, certainly, certainly would have been a good day. It's uh, probably not been that frequent in the last year or two that Lakes have managed to uh, clean up all the grades. But uh, mate, great to see, and obviously even sweeter that it is against the local rivals and uh, some money yeah. going to charity as well from the Career Cup. Yeah, that's it. It's a it's a good initiative that, that you know that the two clubs have um, you know bound together and put something there to help local charities out. Um, you know, take the opportunity to. Thank Career Property and um, and the two clubs right here, right now. Yeah, exactly right, mate. Uh, it's a great initiative and uh, it's one that on goes each time that uh, Lakes and Central do clash. But uh, we might move ahead and uh, just have a bit of a look at the ladder and, and get some thoughts. Yeah. We know the top five are locked in. Maitland, runaway minor premiers, irrespective of their result this weekend in the big clash against West. Uh, Cessnock look like they will uh, they'll likely finish in uh, second place and... Um, then Central and Macquarie will play off this week and the winner of that will take third. Uh, Wes 
again, depending on results, will run either fourth or fifth um, there. So, mate, uh, who do you see as the dangers heading into the finals? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there might be a little bit of a soft spot still left for the old club. Uh, you, I'm guessing if it's not against Lakes, you're probably reasonably happy when you guys aren't in the mix to see the yellow and black go okay. Um, I'm, I've probably got a soft spot for West. Um, I admire the way um, Todd um, Todd Lowry's coach. We played him there at Harker, Harker Oval um, about eight weeks back. I think it might have even been the, the game they went on a run from. Um, and they won 14 nil against us. And um, for me, like it was one of those games that, you know, just really gets, un, you know, gets under your um, skin, I suppose, as a player because they, they just grinded and they, they played a really, um, really lovely uh, sort of style of footy. So I, I really liked the way they um, played. They just, they didn't, you know, they had some strike on the edge and through the middle, they were solid. They just went about their job. Um, very um, Melbourne-like. So I really like, I admire the way they play footy. Um, so, yeah, so that would probably be my soft spot. Um, and I would say they would be the dark horse in the finals. Yeah, it's been it's probably been a bit of a shame that the last two weeks they've had those coast sides. They obviously turned things around, and um, I don't know whether you're taking credit for turning that around or not there, mate. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, certainly we saw the slow start of the season they had and, and they've bounced back uh, hugely from that and the form that they're on, hoping that the, the two weeks doesn't disrupt them too much. But we'll we'll get a real good snapshot of that this weekend when, when they do take on Maitland and it'll be very much the contrasting style. As you said, West playing that grinding arm wrestle style of football, which uh, most sides haven't been able to get Maitland down into this year. Uh, Maitland, on the other hand, very flashy and, and got plenty of points in them. But we saw Macquarie on the weekend one of the first sides will probably drag them into that arm wrestle. The pickers certainly not at their best, but just showed that they are they are human, Maitland, I guess, and that they can be well at least drawn with anyway. Yeah, look, um, yeah, um, yeah, uh, Matty Lantry's obviously recruited really well there at Maitland, and um, yeah, like yeah, and, and they deserve yeah, they've got some real quality amongst their roster. I, I yeah, I, I like the fact that um, West of you know, roll up their sleeves and they're, they're going to go about their business in a, in a way. And, uh, yeah, I, I just – that's what sort of um, – I think that's why I think they're a danger because, um, yeah, I, I can see faults, um, you know, with Maitland and, you know, if they, if they want to play a real um, expansive brand, I think they'll, they'll come undone. Um, also, I see Macquarie has that as well and, and also just not um, – you know, at, at times – can't be consistent. Yep, yeah, yeah, cer- certainly. And sort of in that's where you've got to be. Yeah, 100% it is. And, you know, West will obviously have their work cut out for them with the fact that they will run fourth or fifth, depending on results. But, um, yep. yeah, we've seen them go on a run and they've knocked plenty of sides off. Maitland, the only side I think they haven't beaten yet. So it'll be interesting to see how they do shape up. We'll have a look at the other games for this weekend. And we're lucky enough, because of the way the draw pans out, the entrance and Wong scheduled to play each other. So we will get four games for the first time since COVID reared its yeah, head right. again. Um, yeah. The next thing is we might jump over to Sunday and up at St. John Oval. This one's a crucial one because the winner of this will snag third spot. It is Central hosting Macquarie. Central have been in a pretty probably mediocre run of form by their standards early in the year. And, and Macquarie, they've been, well, they haven't been flashy and they've lost a couple of games, but they certainly showed on the weekend against Maitland that, uh, that they're there to put up the fight. So, and especially with the second bite at the cherry on the line, this is going to be a really crucial game on Sunday. Yeah, I think both teams are going to have to be desperate. Um, no, um, 
you know, I don't know who's coming back into the central side. I, I, I would say there'd be a few, but I don't. I don't think finishing fourth. Um, yeah, you know, if you back yourself to win the comp, if you finish fourth, you, you get a home ground win. You know, the two plays three that'll be a big game. Um, finishing fourth, you know, maybe you get the win over number five, and then you come in and you know, given that two and three have battled really hard. Um, with, with that momentum, you might just sneak past the a Cessnock or or whoever finished third. Yeah, it's, it's certainly going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Because I guess, for, especially for Macquarie, if, if West were to knock off Maitland, they'll probably finish fifth. So, you know, this this weekend is big for them. They could go from, you know, potentially running third to running fifth, which that difference, as you say, is quite big because then you're on the road to, to Harker. Um, and then if you win that, you're on the road again. You're just consistently on the road. Whereas, you know, if they can at least get that, you know, jump up into third or, or run fourth, and then that's going to be the difference. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mate, the, the other game, this one, not as much bearing. Uh, Cessnock all but locked in to second place unless uh, the aggregate of Central's win, Central winning and them losing was to uh, exceed about 60 points. And they uh, head down to the graveyard at Curry. Uh, oh. Now, you'll know as well as anyone, mate, uh, Curry, they might not be in the best of form, but this is a game they always step up for. Yeah, look, you know, any any time you like, we went there two weeks ago, and it was a really hard fought win that we got away with, probably in the last say ten or fifteen minutes. Um, yeah, they won't go away. Um, old boys' day, you know, tough assignment for for any team in um, Newcastle. You know, coming up against Curry at Curry at the graveyard, as you say. So, yeah, look, look, that's not. Yeah, you know, they've got a little bit to play for, but not too much. Um, you know, it's like yeah. And then thinking about the finals, um, that's where you can sometimes get complacent against someone like a Curry. Yeah, Curry also a very proud club and uh, we'll be keeping an eye on your game, which we'll get to in a moment. Because should South manage to disrupt your winning run, they would actually climb over Curry. So Curry would be wanting to win to make sure they also don't get the spoon there. And that does lead us to the final match of the round, which is the Bar TV Sports Tui's new match of the round. And... It's uh, Lakes hosting South down there at Carl Oval, the new home ground for you, mate. And uh, I'm sure your boys not only want to continue the winning run, but would love the opportunity to uh, just climb another rung on the ladder. And uh, while you can't make finals, that every spot up that ladder you can uh, climb does add, add a little bit more, I guess, to the, the season finish. Yeah, uh, look, no one wants to finish last. And um, I think, like, I saw um, a, few pe- a few of the boys had said that you know, given that the predictions were that we were finished last, I think, um, you know, the higher that we can get, we sort of, you know, can say, oh, look, you know, it's been a successful season. Um, so, yeah, look, to finish off um, on a high would be ideal, especially old boys say, you don't, you know, like, <laughs> it was funny, I had um, a couple of people say to me, you know, Lake's old boys day is better than Christmas, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I just, just the, Excitement around, yeah. It's um, yeah. It should be um, should be an awesome day. Yeah, it certainly certainly will reflect a uh, a big day of footy out there. I think they've got one of the junior sides, maybe the sixteen ones, uh, kicking off to start the day um, into the uh, lower grades as well. So um, undoubtedly there'll be a uh, a pretty large crowd and a pretty full crowd by the time three o'clock comes around, mate. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, yeah, that that. I'm, I'm, yeah, looking forward to it. I know all the boys have spoken about Old Boys Day. Um, you know, good, good initiative um, by the club to get the 16s on there as well. Um, yeah, I think it's a, a family club, and that's probably what drew me 
you know, and the mateship to um, to be at Lakes. And, um, yeah, um, this weekend will be no different. Yeah, certainly not. And I'm sure you guys are more than aware South after that win. They'll undoubtedly have their tails up. And so it'll it'll certainly be a cracking game, I think. We saw South get into a real arm wrestle with Curry last week. And there's plenty on the line as well in the lower grades, I think, uh, in reserve grade, the winner the winner will go through to the finals in, in likely fifth spot, while uh, 19s, your guys are sitting um, one and two as well. So three absolutely cracking games of footy with plenty on the line, mate, down there as well as what will undoubtedly be a, a great under-16s game to kick off the day. Yeah, that's it. Um, I know that the um, reserve grade team, yeah, they've you know, they had to go on a bit of a run the last couple of weeks to ensure they are even um, thereabouts. So, you know, for, you know great Great work by them guys, and um, hopefully they can get a win on the weekend to secure that fifth um, spot in the finals. And and also the 19s are going really well, which is is great for the future of the club. It certainly is, and uh, I'm just looking. Uh, it, it it would come down to for and against, but if they could win, I'm just trying to do the maths while while we're talking. If they could win by. I think it's about 26 points, so it'll be a fair effort to knock off the top side, but they could snatch the minor premiership with a big win there, so even more motivation for them, but just locking in second spot would be big as well, um, yeah. undoubtedly. Yep, yep. Oh, mate, well, I, I guess I guess the predictions are there. Um, you know, we, can we get a tip from you for who you see taking it all out at the end of the year? Is it going to be that side west? Do you think that they could make the run from fourth or fifth, or do you think Maitland are just, as many people are saying, you know, just shy of, of unbackable and, and certainly... Uh, got the target on their back. Um, look, finals are a different ball game. That's you know sort of a cliche. You know, like it's a new competition. Uh, I think all all five teams can uh, can be there about. So I, I, yeah, I just I just like I just like West. So there's something you know like that day that just said you know they could win a comp. Um, yeah, d- just something you know if my. Uh, if my prediction would be Maitland West with Maitland losing to West in the grand final. And it'd be some run, wouldn't it, to have gone from 6-0 and after seven rounds, go on a run and not drop a game from you know, that point that you talked about earlier when, when they took you guys down over there at Harker Oval. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to, to work the maths here. I think they've gone on something like an eight-game winning run so far. So it's a workout of something like 12 games in a row um, if they beat Maitland this weekend and then go on from there. So it'd certainly be a, a huge result and, uh, you know, it'd be yeah. a great story, I guess. And, you know, it'd be one of those years that would go down in history then. And it's certainly been a cracking season and had lots of other reasons to go down in history. So for it to be one that went down for a, a positive reason and a, and a real story like that would be huge. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, to, to, to be able to say, you know, they didn't recruit from all over New South Wales, all over Australia, and just used local talent and, you know, maybe have had a few buy-ins that they were able to still win a comp. Yes. I think that's a that's an even better story. Certainly would be. Well, mate, we wish you guys all the best this weekend. I'm sure you'll be spurred on uh, by the Lakes United faithful. And as I said, they'll all be plenty full down there by uh, 3 p.m. It'll be a cracking day. Um, as, as a guy who uh, pulled on the boots ever briefly for Lakes, uh, I'm disappointed I'll be out, out refereeing and not down there on the day. But uh, enjoy it. Good luck. And, uh, mate, we wish you all the best for the future. And uh, hopefully we've still got uh, a couple more years of watching Joel Edwards go around in uh, local competitions. We'll see what happens. Thanks very much for your time, mate. No worries, Chris. Thanks, mate.
A big thanks to Lakes United's Joel Edwards there. It's now time to get into the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League. And as the season heats up with the finals only a couple of weeks away, we're going to do a double header tonight. And the first interview will be a double header of its own. We've got two guests on from the mighty Dudley Magpies, one of the perennial powerhouses of the A and B grade competition over the last couple of years. And we're fortunate enough to be joined by their president, Cody Bridges, and their coach, Kirk Roberts. Welcome to the show, boys. There you go, mate. Hey, mate. Yeah, good to have you on, guys. It's uh, been a little bit overdue. I, I sort of did reach out to the illustrious Nandor um, earlier in the year, and then Cody, you sort of uh, you've you've, le- you've left the social media world, so I couldn't get a hold of you. But uh, we got there in the end, uh, and probably timely for you guys as you head into the finals. Yeah, good mate. Uh, happy to be on. Now, now, Cody, um, you and I have known each other for quite a while, mate. Um, your, your feedback's normally pretty good to me. It's normally your old man that we just need to keep in check. So I just need to make sure that Rod's not lurking in the background anywhere there. Yeah, nah, mate, he's a hard taskmaster, mate. Uh, I do have to say, Rod always has been one that's, uh, uh, as most listeners know, a referee and have done for a long time. He always made sure the referees were looked after when he was up there at Central and running around doing 100 jobs and was, was the heartbeat of that club for a long time, mate. And sounds like the apple hasn't fallen too far from the tree with you taking on the presidency this year. Oh, mate, just trying to do me best, mate. Lovely. And what about you, Kirk? How have you found stepping into the, uh, the very big shadow or the very big hole left by uh, Terry Collins? Yeah, mate, feel like we've taken it on pretty well. Like you said, it's a pretty big, pretty big spot to fill after Big Tez has left. But um, yeah, as you can see, things are running real smooth and I'm actually enjoying it a lot. Yeah, certainly going reasonably well on the field, guys. Um, I guess, you know, there's been a fair bit of change in the playing roster over the last couple of years as well. Uh, with a lot of those guys moving on, uh, there's still some, you know, core guys that have been there for a number of years, but... Uh, Things are humming along pretty nicely with two rounds to go, sitting atop the B-grade ladder in, in what's probably one of the most even competitions in any grade for a number of years. Yeah, mate, it's been a pretty tough comp this year. Eh? Um, you know, A lot of the teams have recruited real well and there hasn't been many easy games this year, that's for sure. No, certainly not a lot. I mean, you look at the ladder in yourselves and Shortland are, are some way out in front on 23 and 21 points. Uh, Uni, 16. Swansea, 15. Windale, 13. Aberglassen on 12 points. Glendale back on 9 points, who can mathematically, depending on results, possibly still make the finals. Actually, no, I don't think they can because Windale and Aberglassen will play this weekend. So, And then Budgeroy, who've battled away. But um, I guess who, who's been the surprise packet uh, for you guys? Shortland coming up from C grade would be, be one for a lot of people and, and certainly Swansea with their recruiting. Yeah, mate. Like, as you were saying, it's a, it's a close comp. There's there's no week you're going into the game thinking it's going to be easy. It's... um. It's tough every week, but I'd, I'd say the pack that surprised me the most this year would be um, coming up against Aberglass and up there. Never an easy game, that one, but um, I don't know what they put in the water up there, mate. <laughs> that, all, that always seems to be our toughest game, but as you said, like nothing's separating anyone, really. Like Everyone's a dark horse in this comp this year, so we're going into every game like it's a must-win. So Yeah, and, and talk, talking of those, you know, those, uh, I guess... Every game being sort of you know anyone can win. That's probably best epitomised by the fact that of the three games that went ahead last week, every one of the lower ranked sides got the two points, including an absolute nail biter for you guys uh, down there at Swansea. And uh, again, you talk about places that aren't easy to travel. There's plenty of them in this in this grade between Aberglass and Bower Oval, Windale, Shortland out at Tuxford Park, and, and down to Parbury as well. Uh, there's some real challenging places, and I mean, COVID's probably saved a few from this trip. But Halakalani, even with Budgie where they are, is is not an easy place to visit either. 
Nah, you, nah, you get around to some of these grounds, man. They they got a few hecklers that get get into you, so <laughs> it's always it's always tough, mate. But um, yeah, we've been unlucky on the weekend. Um, a few things didn't go our way. Sort of dropped off there for a bit, but um, we come home strong, but just weren't good enough in the end. Yeah, unfortunately, as you said, for your side, Swansea getting the chocolates there. The other results, Glendale 46, uh, defeating Aberglass in 22. That Glendale side's an interesting one. I think both those sides probably, on any given week, they, they seem to turn up with slightly different sides. And when they're on, they can put on absolute points against teams. Then when they're not quite on, they tend to tend to go down when they might be missing a few with shift work and different things. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something we've noticed, mate. Like, one week, one side can be completely different. You can face up to one side the first round, next next time you're playing, it's a completely different side. So it's sort of hard to shape up, make a plan going into games or what you're going to do tactically, but it makes for an interesting competition, I think. It certainly does. And then the uh, the next matchup was the, the third and final game that went ahead. 34-20, uh, Windale knocked off Shortland, which uh, I guess was probably a good result for you guys as well. It keeps you uh, on your own at the top of the table. Yeah, I think... Window made it coming home with a bit of a wet sail. I think they're getting a few troops back. I think um, the the stalwart old Heathy Donahue is back now from injury. He's had a bit of a layup. So, um, yeah, I think they're getting a few troops back, back mate. And, um, yeah, I think they're hitting their hitting their peak at the right time. Yeah, I, um, I refereed out there the other week. I had them against Swansea. And I'll be honest, the first 20 minutes of that game was as quick as some of the first grade footy that, I, that I've refereed this year. So um, that, that standard of rugby league that's being played in this competition, you know, while it probably doesn't quite sustain for the full 80 minutes, the ability and the talent out there is you know, absolutely phenomenal. So I'd highly encourage anyone that gets the opportunity to head out and take in some of this competition over the next couple of weeks and into the finals because this final series, especially with some of the, the little rivalries too, especially with you know the likes of yourselves and Windale and Swansea all being not only rivals just in terms of the B grade, but in terms of the local area as well, there's there's no love lost. Yeah, like, yeah, Windale, as you know, mate, Dudley Windale's the old local derby. So um, we come up against them next weekend for Old Boys Day. So that should be a big turnout. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, you'd, yeah. you'd certainly expect that there'll be there'll be an absolutely bumper crowd. Uh, both grounds um, get some good crowds in at different points, but when you're playing each other, and there's been a number of opportunities over the last few years, but especially with some of the guys like Corey Baker that have that have crossed camp, so uh, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be no love lost there, and uh, the, uh, the the snork will be uh, in for some uh, special attention, all legal, of course. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a big target, mate. <laughs> Hard to miss. <laughs> yeah, you see, so. Yeah, he, uh, he's he's very quiet out there and well behaved in these days. Is bake so I noticed that the other time, the other week when I had him, I've known him for a long time, and uh, he was uh, very much just uh, playing within the rules and wasn't even giving me too much stick, which is out of character. So he might have turned over a new leaf. Jesus, changed man. Yes. He's a changed <laughs> man. I find, finally growing up. So there's there's hope for all of us. Let's let, let's have a look, boys, ahead to this weekend, and um, I guess you guys are on the road and have an opportunity. If you can, if you can get a win with Shortland ta- having the uh, COVID draw against Budgie, or if you can get the win this weekend, uh, you will wrap up the minor premiership. So I'm assuming that's a little bit of added motivation to do that with a week up your sleeve as you head out to Bower Oval on Saturday. Yeah, mate, definitely, definitely something we want to try and um, assess in the next coming weeks with the minor premiership on the cards. But um, we sort of want to be a bit safer as well with um, a few niggling injuries and stuff we have. Players, so we're sort of just trying to suck out what we want to do with fielding a team and looking at our 
stronghold going into the semis, I guess. We don't want to risk certain players in certain positions. So we'll take it on as strong as we can, try and get the biscuits. But if not, we're definitely aiming to get at least one of these games in, that's for sure. Both we want, but obviously, yeah. <laughs> obviously that old boys' day is going to be a big one for us. So we're aiming there too. Certainly will next Saturday, but uh, it's interesting actually with with it being the penultimate round. There's every game has sort of an added meaning to it. The three that are going ahead, as we said, uh, um, in this round. Sorry, I've just the draws just gone down and had a little bit of a crash. So, um, look at looking at the draw just previously. Um, I think uh, Swansea are scheduled to play University this week, which uh, if Swansea can, uh, sorry, if Uni win that, they'll lock up third place. So uh, there'll be some motivation there for them. Who, who do you see as the uh, favourites? You obviously saw Swansea last week and, you, and you've seen Uni earlier in the year. So who do you think will get that one done? Mate, I don't know. Uni's a, Uni's a tough side to play against. They, um, they knocked us over early in the year by, I think it was a couple of points. And I think we got them, Last time I didn't play, but I think the boys are saying they got him by got him by two points. But they're just a they just come at you all day, mate. They're just a fit side, and they just they go the whole eighty. So yeah. that was probably one of the toughest ones we've had all year. I think that last university game. So I don't know. I'm gonna, after playing Swansea last week, I think I think Uni are gonna have to take that one out on my cards. I reckon. Yeah, lovely. Well, that, that'd see them wrap up wrap up third. If you guys wrap up the minor premierships, we'll, we'll head into the final round knowing what all the placings are, quite possibly, because fifth place is Windows if they can defeat Aberglassen this weekend. And uh, in the form Windows been in, and Aberglassen sort of having been a little bit hot and cold the last few weeks, you'd certainly expect that uh, uh, the Eagles are headed to this one as warm favourites. Yeah, I think, I think the Eagles will get the chocolates on this one, mate. And I think Aberglassen every second week, mate, I think they they got a few boys that must work in the pits or something, so they, they can't play. So I know the last two times we've played them, we've played two completely different teams. So, um, yeah, I expect Window to come away with this one. It's their old boys' day this weekend, so they'll be up for it. That'll be a fairly rowdy atmosphere down at Mick Bird Oval, one would think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's one thing they do to put on down there is a good day. Um, and certainly, uh, as a referee, the crowd uh, make you feel welcome might be one way of putting it. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm sure they. I'm sure they love you down there, mate. Yeah, you wouldn't get too. Much, you wouldn't get too much stick down there, mate. No, not not, not while they're winning anyway. Uh, just just like just like up, just like up there at Dudley as well. So Dudley's a bit bit of a different kettle of fish because you've got to run up that hill. So you're running uphill, and when you're not not the quickest like I am, uh, take really takes it out of you after 40 minutes of football trying to run up that hill and get to the sheds while everyone's yelling at you. Yeah, that's it, mate. Running into the fire. Dark and cover. <laughs> exactly right, boys. Well, boys, all the best for this weekend. Uh, all the best for the coming weeks. You're, you're obviously locked into the finals race. You, you can't finish any lower than second, but as, you, as we've talked about, one win would uh, uh, be enough for you to uh, to secure that minor premiership this weekend and uh, or, or next weekend and, and head on with that extra week up your sleeve as well as the second bite of the cherry. It's going to be a cracking final series, whichever of the five of those six teams that are still in the race make those finals, but uh, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll probably be one of the closest final series in any of the competitions across Newcastle and Newcastle Rugby League and Newcastle and Hunter. So again, congratulations on what you've done so far this year. Good luck for the rest of the year, and uh, hopefully you can get an absolute monster turnout down there at Dudley, a COVID-safe one, of course, next weekend for Old Boys Days with uh, uh, plenty plenty of spice in that local rivalry. Yeah, just on that, mate, um, if I can give it a bit of a plug. Go for um, it. As, as you probably know, um, Big Tezza, the old captain coach and, you know, former player, um, he's going through a bit of a tough battle at the moment with Lyme's disease. So, 
Um, we're trying to trying to. He's got a bit of a GoFundMe page on Facebook. They're trying to raise money for him to get to Germany to get some treatment, as it's not recognised here in Australia. So, um, yeah, get out and come and watch the Mighty Magpies take on the Eagles on Old Boys Day. Um, we're gonna have a few people walking around with a donation bucket, um, just trying to get some money together for him to get him overseas and get him back on the men, mate. So he's doing a bit of tough at the moment, the big fella. So, um, yeah. Get as much support behind him as we can. Yeah, he's certainly one of the, uh, the 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 good guys of uh, local rugby league, and uh, you know it, it probably goes without saying the, these these things. It seems that these these uh, bad things tend to happen to the, the best of blokes, and um, yeah, certainly League Castle passes on our thoughts to Terry and and his family and uh, partner. And uh, yeah, certainly if you can get out to Dudley next Saturday, that'll be Saturday the fourteenth. That'll be a three o'clock kickoff for the Old Boys Day. So get around to it, support a good cause, and uh, uh, I guess drink a few tins and watch some quality footy as well while you're at it. It's a, it's a win-win for all involved. Yeah, hurl some abuse on the sidelines, mate. <laughs> yeah, I might, might have to might have to uh, hit up the referees association, throw my hat in the ring for that one, so that I can get specifically abused <laughs> by all the locals that know me from Dudley and Windale. Yeah, that's it, mate. All right, boys. Well, thank you very much. Good luck this weekend and uh, good luck with the fundraising next weekend for, for Terry. And uh, uh, hopefully you guys can help him get to that target and get him across to Germany for that treatment that uh, will hopefully see him on the mend and the improve. Thanks, mate. Thanks Cheers. for your time. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having us. A big thanks to Cody Bridges and Kirk Roberts there from the Dudley Magpies. And again, make sure you do get out next weekend to their Old Boys Day supporting Terry Collins and his battle with Lyme disease. Uh, we are now heading into the second part of our Newcastle Hunter double header, and we're looking at the D grade men's competition. And we're joined uh, by a man who's kept me on my toes certainly a couple of times uh, throughout the years on the footy field as a referee, but he's always good value to have a chat about footy. Uh, at any other stage, and that is none other than Maitland United Captain Coach uh, Buddy Matthews. Buddy, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Uh, you are, mate. It's a, it's a pleasure. Mate, uh, we, we've, we've had some good running battles uh, on the field. It's always entertaining, and uh, we keep each other honest, mate, but uh, certainly love a good footy chat, uh, as I do. How's it been out at Maitland United stepping into the captain coach's role and having that added responsibility? Uh, yeah, no, it's been, um, it's definitely been uh, challenging in the sense of, you know, <clears throat> I, I guess I'd be the first one to sort of give away a, a, a lazy penalty from a swinging arm or, or, or something like that, as you and I could probably both um, also too, that I like to, um, you know, like to sort of get in the area and um, show them that, you know, it's without a play football in the, in the game sort of thing, and um, yeah, just sort of really trying to keep a couple of them blokes up there honest um, within themselves. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's the best part of it this year, um, yeah. And, and how's it been, mate? Uh, obviously, you know, know, knowing you, mate, you're, you're a proud Indigenous guy. Being a leader at that Indigenous club, we've got a couple of them in the competition at the moment with, you know, obviously, mate, United and a Wobbacle, and, it, and it's great to have that pathway, and, and also with the Northern Hawks in the, in the major competition and in A grade as well. So uh, how, how's that sort of... I guess leadership role sat with you. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's perfect, mate. You know, like I I grew up around a lot of the um, Aboriginal knockout hours, as um, a lot of blokes throughout the Punta Valley or throughout New South Wales done, and um, to actually um, play um, for a club that is an Indigenous-based club um, is, you know, it's 
it's a, it, it's just a phenomenal f- feeling, you know, just running out there and just being the leader um, for the younger sort of generation coming through, you know, like I'm I'm 30 this year, I'm sort of feeling every every minute of it after after the game sort of thing, but um, no, you know, it's 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 definitely a, a massive credit to Derek uh, Vale, who's in, in a couple other blokes who's got the club back to where it was, and you know, and and no, that it's a massive achievement to have any club in the second uh, in the second division, you know, as well as you know the Hawks uh, next year being accepted in the Newcastle competition. So, you know, it's 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 massive, and it really gives um, a lot of the younger blokes. You know, something to look forward to and something like that. So I really can't wait to see what the year ahead. I mean, the, the Hawks, I think, from memory, I think they're sitting pretty good in the 90s and uh, reserve grade, you know, and hopefully next year when they get all grades in, it, it's it's going to be, you know, there as well. <clears throat> as well as, I think, in the second division too, in the A grade, I think they were up there as well. Maybe yeah, they were, top five. They were up there quite a bit. Uh, they had some points just due to some. Uh, I think I think it was around an ineligible player. There was some you know confusion and things. So unfortunately, they've had some points stripped there. But as you, you are right, they're sitting. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're sitting first currently uh, in the reserve grade, and and if West get a win this week, they'll they'll finish second. They've got the bye, and in the nineteens, I think they're on the cusp of the finals. So it's been a really good first year. Yeah. It'd be great to see them take the step into first grade, as you say, and and it'll create further pathway. Um, for those, as you said, those Indigenous young guys who you know might not just want to play, you know, the lower grades at Newcastle and Hunter, but they still want to represent the Indigenous heritage and and also a pathway. I know they've got some good tie-ins with, um, I think it's the Tigers as well. So great to see, and um, yeah. it's, it's been good, I guess, for you guys. It was a really tough year last year, as you'll be one of the first to attest to, uh, having played most of the year being in A grade and then in B grade. Uh, probably back down a bit closer to to where the money is this year with the squad you've got in D grade and it and it shows as you're sort of sitting on the on the edge of the finals at the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, there was a couple of things um, that I had a yarn with Derek uh, just due to the some players and um, some commitment uh, to the club and just with a uh, bit of a brotherhood within the um, team itself. You know, um, last year it definitely wasn't fun going out there and. And getting you know fifty, sixty points put on your week in, week out, um, you know it's 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 almost enough you know to turn you away from football kind of thing. Like I think there was a couple of blokes last year who who left and just just threw it in, you know, and didn't want to go around again this year. But um, I'm fortunate enough to have have, have played plenty of uh, football throughout the Hunter Valley, so I end up um, pulling a couple of players from here and there, and and um, you know like yeah, it's we got uh, one of our front rowers, you know, he, he comes from Waratah, Damien Kinchley. He's, um, he's, yeah, he's, he's going good for us up front this year, as well as, you know, a couple of other uh, young fellas like Jawa, who's, um, he's, he's now the um, captain, you know, I've, I've made him captain just for, you know, a bit of, uh, I guess, a bit of positivity um, for something for him to look forward to for next year, you know, come the back end of the season, you know, a lot of blokes um, sort of question where they're going to be at next year and, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, like I said, I sat down with Derek, uh, Derek sorry, and, yeah, just brought some blokes uh, to the club, you know, and, and the numbers are training all year. It's just been fantastic. And we're actually, you know, it's my first time captain coaching, you know, so I've, I've, I've you know, I've got a few pointers off Toddy Edwards and, and um, stuff like that. I, I just told him I'd stand clear of him if we ever made the grand final because well, we all know what his record's like there. <laughs> mate, he might, he might have turned that around last year, I reckon. He'll tell you that, Toddy, certainly will. But, uh, mate, um, 
as you say, you've brought in some players and it's been good to you know have some experience to pass on that knowledge yourself as well. I think you've brought in a few other seasoned heads as well that have been probably good additions to the club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, I was well, lucky enough to, uh, one of my best mates, Riley Brown, um, you know, I've uh, convinced him to come and um, have a run with us this year. Um, yeah, he's um, just, he's, um, He's just his, his vibe, his energy around the younger players, mate. And um, some of the players just froth over him, just being playing that NRL stage and and, and, and stuff like that. But not only that, it, it just he sort of nuts down the um, and simplifies the sort of simple footy that we need to play um, just week in, week out. Your, your basic four tough carries. Give it a kick, you know, and um, it's it's the same all around. But when you got someone of his calibre, he's actually playing alongside you, and um, just so calm and just so yeah, just just going through the motions. Obviously, playing NRL and uh, playing, you know, um, in the Newcastle, you know, first grade and that. It's dropping down a D grade is a massive drop. I mean, but um, yeah, he's he's loved every minute of it. I think he's um, yeah, he's he's going to week. For work commitments, yeah, he's going to. Um, I'm pretty sure he might be off the weekend, so we might lose him if we head into the semi-finals. Which, you know, it's just one of those things as a coach you just sort of got to adapt to, and um, yeah, try and fill the void. Pretty big um, void to fill, but yeah, we yeah. can't really do much. No, that's it. That's it. It's one of those things, I guess, about uh, Newcastle Hunter footy, especially as you go down the grades, it becomes. You know, one of those things like, you know, as you'd know, having played grade footy, grade footy can sometimes become the very centre of your universe, whereas this stuff is as much as you want to be there for the boys sometimes, you know, at the level you guys are playing, then it's work and then footy rather than the other way around. So, mate, uh, that, that said, yeah. that said uh, looking at the ladder, it's it's an interesting one now with, with Budgie Roy sort of drifting their way down with the um, lockdowns and sort of things. Have you had any clarification from the league about what will happen there with, obviously, you guys sit in sixth spot, but... You know, the, with them getting two points over the remaining two rounds, you won't actually be able to catch them. Will you have that opportunity to go into fifth spot if, if they're not able to field a side in the finals? Yeah, yeah. I think um, just working it out. Um, I, I, was, I was having a conversation with uh, someone else uh, two or three weeks ago now um, in regards to this thing. Uh, like, it's actually it was two weeks ago when they first got, when they come out. Well, I think it was last weekend, and they said. I mean, they're going in lock, I feel locked down for another four weeks. Um, you know, obviously we can't, you know, do anything for the lockdown and stuff like that. But I just think that the league needs to come to a, um, you know, a bit of a, to, I don't know, decision and sort of stand by it. I mean, it's, they're getting the one point each week where really, you know, I think uh, Lakes and Wanji are in front of them and they had them in the last sort of couple of rounds. Um, I have Budgie, we had him in the last round. Wanji, and Wanji's actually got a fair side um, in D grade. And, you know, I just think that maybe if they would have played out there, I'm not saying they would have won or lost, but, you know, they would have been going up in twos or down in twos sort of thing. Well, not down in twos, but, you know, someone would have been coming up. And that's us. And unfortunately, if they're not out of the competition, we'll miss out by one point. Um, yeah, but if they... If they are out of the competition, I mean, we end up sliding the fifth spot there, and um, I've definitely seen some sides win it from from fifth spot um, before. So, with any luck, uh, the league do come to a decision, and um, yeah, make that make that decision. But if not, uh, we head down to Waratah on Saturday afternoon. Um, 
yeah, to play against them. And then we, in our last round, we have the bye. So, um, yeah, this weekend could be our last, or you know, it could travel on. But I guess we'll have to wait and see and get a bit of confirmation from the league to see what's happening there. Yeah, 100%. I, I think from uh, recollection, the league meetings tonight. So hopefully uh, uh, Derek will be able to come back to you with some, some clarification in the morning, mate, uh, as to what the decision is. It's it's obviously quite an interesting one because you've got, you know, obviously Budgie Boy in your grade and also in the B grade. The B grade, they'll, they'll run uh, last, unfortunately, no matter what happens now. But the interesting one is in the A grade competition where uh, Dora Creek, even after all these uh, rounds, are still sitting first on the ladder by one competition point in front of Thornton Beresford. You also got Northern Lakes in there as well, who are in in fourth. But yeah, just it, it would seem a little bit odd if if Budgie we qualify for the finals and then uh, you know allowing that they aren't able to play because my understanding was that you know when the first week of finals is, they'll still be in lockdown. The second week, not so much. So a side like Dora Creek, if they finish top three, they could have a second bite still. But for a side like yeah. Budgie Boy, obviously, if they run fifth, then you're just giving, you know, Abermain or or whoever else they play in that round, that first week of finals, a bye. So you'd think it'd be much better to, you know, make it make it a fairer opportunity. But we'll wait and see what the league does. Hopefully, it's in the interest of getting more games of football happening rather than less. But, you know, they've got, they've got you know, a lot of clubs that they've got to try and keep happy and everyone will have a, a slightly different opinion depending on how it impacts them. But... We'll watch this space, mate. Um, it's certainly going to be interesting to see. Fingers crossed for you guys that uh, you can go down and uh, I guess, you know, either way, you probably need to get a win this weekend against Waratah, which you'll head into as warm favourites. But we might, speaking of wins, just have a quick flashback to last week, mate, uh, and the games that went ahead. And uh, there was some, some certainly some big results. Uh, 48-10 will start with Lakes defeating Glendale. As you said, they're one of those top sides alongside Wanji. And- yeah. The Wanji result was probably an interesting one. 28-12, they only just got home over over Cardiff. You probably would have expected they might have put a few more points on Cardiff. Yeah, I um, I don't know what happened there. I, um, I When we played Cardiff uh, down there, Cardiff just, um, I think we scored in the first, in our first set. I mean, they kicked off, you know, and we just sort of shifted it and we ended up scoring. I think the, a lot of the Cardiff boys dropped their heads. I mean, they've got a, they've got a pretty good side. Um, in D grade as well as A grade, you know, very competitive. So, um, yeah, John Carter's down there uh, coaching them in uh, D grade. And, yeah, I, you know, once you've got a rest of the couple of players, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure there. But, um, yeah, I, I do know Wanji are probably heavily favourites to uh, go ahead and um, yeah, take out our competition. But, um, it, yeah, in saying that, everyone thought it would have been a bit of a blowout. But, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's certainly an interesting one to, to keep an eye on. As you say, Wanji, definitely the target on their back. They've been by far the uh, the strongest side throughout the season. Lakes gave them a bit of a run in their game, but uh, faded towards the back end of the season, uh, back end of the match. So um, only the one loss for Wanji, and they sit atop the ladder. They've already got the minor premiership wrapped up. Uh, the rest of the competition, though, and, and we'll have a quick look at those other results, um, is, it, it's quite open from second to fourth with uh, Lakes on 21, West on 20, and uh, Abermain on 20 as well, especially with the fact that, as you said, uh, Lakes and Wanji will both have those, uh, for want of a better term, one-point COVID draw games as it stands. So uh, that's going to impact them, and it, it certainly may give the likes of uh, Abermain, who take on Cessnock this weekend, or um, also the, the other sides in there to, I guess, close in on them in terms of the finals race. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I know, um, as you just touched on, Abermain do play uh, Cessnock this week, I'm pretty sure. And then the following week, I'm pretty sure it'll be um, the uh, West Western Suburbs, the Red Dogs, and Abermain 
So they'll play against each other in the last round, I think. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed we're, um, we're playing one of them a full, uh, you know, a, a week later. Yeah, um, you'd certainly think the way the ladder stacks up at the moment, Lakes will probably finish on 24 points. Whoever wins that game, they've both got winnable games this weekend. So whoever wins that game will go to 24 points as well. Um, so it'll be yeah. it'll, it'll probably come down to four and against, which Lakes have got the better of. But the interesting thing is, or, or probably the, the juicy thing for you is, there'll be no love lost between Wes and Abermain, and they'll both want the second bite of the cherry. So they will be beating the living daylights out of each other. So if you do get them first week of the finals, they're going to be a bit sore and sorry, and you boys might be fresh off the bye. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, that's that's probably one um, thing. One of the things I've liked about our competition this year is you've had us, uh, West uh, Red Dogs, back in the competition for the first year for a while. Um, Abermain and um, Sestock, you know, um, from you know, I blow like myself who's sort of been around the uh, been around the track. You know, you, I know a fair few of them players, and it's 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 good because we sort of go back to the. Um, the old Coalfield day sort of thing, you know, and it's sort of, um, yeah, it's, it's a sort of a great feeling and it's, and it's only second division. Like, like you said, like we'll go out there and, and dish out, you know, or, you know, get served or whatever, but straight after the game, like it's, yeah. And that's one good thing about, I do like about the second division is, um, we're all going back to the pub after it for a beer or having a beer in the, you know, after the game with one another, with the opposition, you know, I'm, yeah, that's, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in that. You know, um, I think it was one of the Abermain boys. You know, um, we, you know, yeah, yeah, you, you sort of pick out an opposition. You have know, a run and battle with them. You know, and the best thing was after the game, sitting there and laughing about, yeah, you, yeah, you got me, and yeah, look, I got your back. You know, yeah. you know, it was just all, yeah. all funny. You know, it's just all. So it's good. Oh, mate, yeah, at, really. the, at the end of the day, it's, it's it's very serious when you're out there, but it's serious social, if that makes sense to the listener, isn't it? It's, you know, yeah, exactly. you, want, you, you want to win, you want to be competitive, but at the same time, it's not playing for sheep stations. It's uh, keeping us all keeping us all off the beers for an extra couple of hours on a Saturday afternoon so we don't start drinking quite as early, I think is probably the, the, the main focus. Exactly. Of yeah, and I think that's why I've changed training to uh, Wednesday nights and Friday nights just to so so we're not getting that many boys on the piss on a Friday night. Yeah, um, yeah. fair enough. So, but it's, uh, no, but it's definitely, it's definitely, um, it's definitely been good. You know, it's, I've actually gone out and watched a couple of the um, the Northern uh, great games yep. too. Uh, just the, you know, you sort of see a lot of pride and passion through them sides. You know, your you Dungog, you know, your your uh, Clarence Towns, you know, stuff like that. You know, and it's good to see blokes who I play alongside and against. Uh, you got big Stephen Forrest up there at Gloucester, captain coaching. You know Blake Birch out at Clarenstown, uh, Lachlan Hickey out at um, Hinton, uh, Samuel Toop at Morpeth. You know I've got I've played alongside a lot of them boys. You know and you know it's obviously we didn't get the chance to play in this year because we're uh, two different grades. But um, yeah, it is. You know it's it. I don't mind that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just yeah, looking. To, I'm pretty excited to see how the league's going to go next year with a. Um, you know, they're going to keep that northern, you know, or in the southern or, or what's going to happen there. So, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a bit of watch my space, I dare say. Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly agree with that, mate. We might uh, might just uh, jump into this week's games, mate, then I'll let you get back to the kids because I know you've got your hands full at home tonight. So we'll get your thoughts yeah. on these ones. Well, the, the first one's an easy one, Budgie Boy and Lakes. That'll be a split of the points. The next one, a nice little, you, mate, you talk about the Coalfields, Darby. Cardiff versus Glendale. There'll be no love lost in this one. It'll be uh, part of a double header over there at Cardiff over, 1.30 kickoff. Uh, this will be a, this will be a fair game, I reckon. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I reckon it, um, it will too. Um, I've really seen a lot of potential in um, Glendale when they come up and play at us, and we only just scraped home. I think it was in the last set. We, we beat them by two points or four points maybe. Um, and once again, I've, once Glendale get a roll on, um, yeah, it's, it'd, be, it'd, it'd be a tough game, but I'll have to stick with Cardiff. I'll have to go with Cardiff. Old um, Stephen Slee there, sticking around the park. I mean, just a kick to the corner type bloke, you know. I reckon I'll, it'll be, yeah. it'll be a battle, battle of the old stages, that one. Uh, Forbes, Troy Forbes versus <laughs> Steve Slee. So um, might, might be about whose hips hold up better. Uh, two, two absolute characters <laughs> at a local competition who've been around forever and a day. Uh, the next one, mate, you'd, you'd expect it's a bit of a derby game. So you'd expect uh, Mick Deacon and the other Cessnock boys will probably step up a little bit, but it's probably going to be a bit of a, a bridge too far. They've done well just to continue turning up this year with some light numbers at different points and some... Some pretty ordinary score lines, uh, but that, they'll head over to Howe Park, and this one, this one, would be a nice little grudge match. But you'd think Abmain would be favourites. Yeah, yeah, I think Abmain, uh, Abmain would be favourites too. You know, um, but in saying that, um, after seeing a couple of the boys, you know, Deco and a couple of other boys there, I'll I'll trip up Richard Chippendale. You know, yeah. he's still he's still he's still running around. So um, yeah, you'd have to go Abmain, but I mean, I'm. I like back on the outsiders, mate. I'll just, I might just, I might sit with Cessnock here. I don't know what it is. I just, I just love that they just kept showing up. You know, um, obviously the, the score is not going to define anything, but I mean, there were stages when we played them on the weekend, you know, and they got down to just their best 13, mate. And, um, you know, we gave them the option, you know, at 20 minutes and they said, nah, well, that's it. We're, we're playing the rest of the game out. So it's a full credit to them boys, honestly, mate, uh, to show them week in, week out. Uh, me first hand, know that from, from last year, as, as you said. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with Cessnock, even though well, we haven't made it, got to tell him up, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with him, show a bit of faith anyways. I like it, mate. Uh, I think it was very generous to describe what Chipper does on, these days on the footy field as running. Um, <laughs> next, we'll, we'll skip over your game and come back to it, mate. You can give us a bit of a rundown there. But the next one, this is an interesting one. Malibu, they've got some some strong players, like uh, Hayden Thompson, who leads them around. He's played in the uh, Newcastle and Hunter rep side and a few others there. And on their day, they can uh, give it a red hot crack. Wanji, it's a fair road trip up to Malibu there, but you'd, you'd have to think again, they've only dropped one game, and that's happened for a reason. They've got a fairly stacked side with the likes of uh, Josh Dimmick out of hooker and, and uh, that forward pack as well. Yeah, that's it. And I, 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 you know, I think a lot of people are forgetting too uh, the seven they got. Cal Edwards, I mean, mate, it, anyone that plays in that D grade competition, if you can kick that ball and get it to where you want it, mate, I mean, it turns a lot of teams around. Um, that's all I done when we played them. Uh, Dimmick was jumping out. I think we controlled Dimmick fairly well out of dummy half. Um, playing alongside Dimmick and, and against him for a lot of years in grade, um, you know, you sort of. You know, you're sort of trying to adapt to um, what you're going to be looking forward to. And, um, yeah, Cal Edwards, mate, it, it, there's something you just can't take. You know, you can shut down a bloke's running game, but you really can't shut down his kicking game, you know. Like, in that grade, it's a lot slower. They've got a lot more time to move. Um, yeah. But I, I, I honestly think I was talking to uh, their fullback, Mark. I played with him at Shortland um, when, when uh, they came up and played with us. I think um, if you look back, I think Malab, I think Wanji uh, Alley just, Done Malabula. I think it might have been a try or, or 10 points when they last met. So um, the trip up to Malabula is always tough. Um, so, yeah, that, that's going to be an interesting game. Oh, and, you know, to see whether uh, Wanji do rest a couple of players heading into the finals, I mean, that's up to sort of their coach and that. But that will be a pick of the, 
you know, kicking around uh, for a game to watch, I dare say. Yeah, you would have thought so. Um, yeah. Just having a look back to it, and, and that scoreline from Cardiff was actually a forfeit scoreline, so that explains why it was 28-12 to 12 Cardiff not getting the D-grade side. So for what for Wanji, they haven't actually played since the 10th of July, so it's nearly a month since they've played. So they may even be a little rusty, and if they do rest a couple of players, it'll be interesting to see. But they'll, again, have that game off next week, so they might want to get a game into the legs. Otherwise, they'll have some blokes that won't have played for six weeks come, coming into finals and having the first week off. Yeah, well, that's true, you know. So, that's, that's, yeah, that's exactly right. Interesting to see, mate. But let's before, before we wrap it up, mate, uh, what's going to be the key this weekend? You'll obviously, you know, head into this game uh, as warm favourites. It's, as you said, sort of must win so that you can continue your momentum. Uh, Waratah have had a, a tough year. They're a young side. They've got some pluck in them, though. Um, so what's going to be the key to making sure you get the two points down there? Um, mate, to be honest, I think it'll come from a lot of our halves, mate. Um, trying to steer us around the park. Um and don't be afraid. Uh, don't be afraid to try something. That's one thing I, I sort of stressed them this year. Like, just because you've got something set, mate, doesn't always have to mean you have to go to that sort of thing. Um, you know, if, if you see the fullback up in the line on the third, mate, by all means, you want to chip and chase it. Like, I'll chip it. You can chase it. You know what I mean? It's, it's really, um, it's really, it's really, yeah, it's really going to get the two points. I mean, um, yeah, I guess showing up for one another would be the first thing. Um, and I think. Like I stressed on tired of training, um, this weekend, if Budgie Boy's still in the competition, this weekend could be our last game. So we had a big scoreline on the weekend just gone. Uh, let's try and back it up. Uh, we did put some points on them last night. I think it was 62-12 from memory when we played them earlier on in the year. I said, but take take nothing away from that. Uh, you know, like, this is a whole year game. And if this is our last game, let's put a big scoreline back on. Let's start, you know, let's finish the year, end of the year on positive. Um, just like we started the year, you know what I mean. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I really really hope you know we're there and our heads in it, and we do come away with the two points. Yeah, lovely mate. So, well, yeah, all all the best for this weekend, mate. A big appreciation for giving up a big chunk of your time tonight, mate. Uh, always good to chat footy with you, and uh, yeah, good luck. Hopefully, uh, if Budgie Boy aren't able to participate in the final, Sanity prevails and you guys get a shot. And I know that. Uh, you'll back you and your boys to uh, at least bring an upset or two along the way, and if not, uh, maybe three or four and, and get yourselves all the way to the big dance. Yeah, well, that's, the, um, that's, the, that's definitely the key, mate. I mean, I don't think, from memory, I think uh, 1991, I think well, that's the year I was born. I'm pretty sure it was 91. It might have been even in the late 80s when Newcastle All Blacks were uh, an Indigenous base on the Newcastle Cobb. I think they beat maybe South Newcastle 1-0 I think old um, Uncle Andy Sinclair played in that and um, I'm pretty sure Rodman's um, old Lizzie Rodman that uh, they were for South you know and, uh, and I'm pretty sure that like, they were the last um, I, I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure they were the last Indigenous based side in the Hunter Valley to uh, win a competition you know so that's why it's such good you know to sort of see the Hawks um, you know like in, uh, in the top tier competition, as people would call it, and um, us in the second division, us alongside what we call, uh, you know, um, really trying to bring that sort of back. And that's something I sort of try to uh, set a goal uh, at the start of the year, you know. It'd be 30 years since the last since the last um, Indigenous Space Club won a competition in the lower, like in the you know, second division sort of thing. So, I'd, you know, I I'd really, I'd really love it. And plus, first year captain coaching, I said, well, oh, 
I couldn't have, yeah, agree with anything more. But before I do go, I just I told um, one of the old girls I'd give him a shout out. Old Shane Tapper. Um, <laughs> he's definitely kept me on my toes uh, for all the years. Uh, he used to wash me footy clothes for me. You know, make me some sandwiches, bring a train and that. Um, if anyone knows him, you know, just. Always give him a cuddle. He's always Tap's he's, he's tap, always looking Tap's for well a hug. Known. Tap is very well known on this show from his cameos and also from the <laughs> wide range of people that like to hang shit on him. Uh, yeah, he's, 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 he's certainly a character. Uh, we're still wandering around. Uh, he tells me he's only in his fifties. He looks like he's in about his seventies. And mate, you can tell that he hasn't been uh, making you the sandwiches lately because I reckon he's been eating them. Yeah, I, I, I'm not arguing with that, that's for sure. Nah, he's good value, Tap, and we, we always like to give him a bit of a stir up on the show and uh, one of the uh, cult heroes of Newcastle Hunter over recent years, mate. Uh, undoubtedly, like him, mate, you'll be playing for a few more years yet. So a big thank you for you coming on the show tonight and uh, I look forward to catching up with you around the grounds, hopefully during the finals, as uh, you boys put a cat amongst the pigeons if if, uh, if it plays out that way. Yeah, too easy. And there might be even a, another second division side, I think, uh, coming from out at Cessnock Way next year as well. Um, young Corey Barber uh, might be getting the packs and swampies back up and running. So um, there'll be some mate. big signings there. And, and, he's, um, and, he's, and his brother-in-law, Dan Metcalf. So, you know, there'll be some big signings out of the packs and swampies next year, I dare say. We'll, we'll watch this space, mate. So thanks again for jumping on the show. And, uh, yeah, good luck for the rest of the year. And welcome back to the show. It's um, Josh, the stats man here. And just a quick warning for the listeners, you might want to cover your ears for the next five or ten seconds as there will be a disturbing sound from a losing Canberra fan coming over the audio. So passing it over to Chris. <laughs> oh, dear. The early crow I went indeed. I was pretty confident laying that bet last week and my Raiders did what they do best in disappointing me, just like only a Raider, only the Raiders can. So, mate, congratulations, your Knights. Uh, would have been a little bit nervous towards the, the back end as we made a bit of a charge, but we never really got close enough to properly threaten. No, mate. I thought, um, uh, you know, having the team that we had on the field without Piercy, I thought we were in a bit of strife there during the week when he pulled out, but... Really impressed with the forwards here, mate. I think we did a good job coming through the middle at you guys. I don't I don't think, like Ricky said in the post-match, you just weren't the same team as you had been in, in those last three wins. And we certainly weren't, weren't the same team we were when we got toweled up the last couple. So just a flip of the script there. And like we mentioned before in the local comp, you know, the forwards, they lay the platform for the backs to get all the glory. And, you know, with blokes like Anari Tawala getting a hat-trick on the wing and... Um, well, you can't really knock Bradman Best here. What a, what a beast return, mate. As I've said for a while, he's such an important piece. And to get him on the back of Ponga's early ball or balls near the line, you just see how damaging he is, mate. So really positive signs. And, um, yeah, now Piercy's back this week too. So it's, it's four-day turnaround, resting Braley. Lots to talk about, mate. So get into it. It certainly is. And let's kick it off. It is the Thursday night game. The Knights taking on the Broncos. The Knights, $1.28 favourites against the Broncos. Uh, interesting, Kalen Ponga named to lead the side this week. Um, obviously, uh, a number of ins into the extended squad, but I was interested to see that with Daniel Saifidi named. He was one of the co-captains at the start of the year, but, uh, yeah, certainly interesting that, one, that Ponga's there, and, uh, um, yeah, Chris Randall coming in, as you said, with Braley being rested. Yeah, very interesting. I saw the headline before I saw the team, to be honest, about Ponga being captain, and I just automatically assumed, um, you know, Braley would be out after that head knock in the game rested, and I thought DSAF might have been out off, off the short turnaround. So when I saw he was playing, it's a bit of a head-scratcher, but 
you know, give Ponga a bit of time, a bit of more, bit more responsibility. Yeah, I'm not sure why they took it off Daniel. Um, I haven't read further into that. Um, but you know, Ponga will do a job, and I'm a little less worried as the odds reflect as well with the Broncos because um, Stags, Katoni Stags, has been ruled out for the season for them. Uh, so that takes away their biggest X factor. Um, so I'll be tipping off here in this match just based off last week's performance. Obviously, we need a simil- similarly strong game to the middle against blokes like Payne Haas, who's just killing it. And, um, yeah, a little bit concerned about Chris Randall coming back. I think it's the first time he's played since he broke his um, arm against the Titans. I can't remember what round that was, but that was many months ago now. So match fitness will be definitely in question there. Yeah, it certainly will be. But, you know, a good, solid Lakes United boy. So I'm sure he will start for them. Um but, uh, yeah, certainly you'd have to think the Knights will take this one out, mate. Uh, as you said, you know, warm favourites. I think the line's about 11.5 and, and probably about round where the money money is. I think I had it when I when I priced them up before this weekend. I had it at about 9.5, so um, within a couple of points there. So not too surprised. Uh, speaking of, of reasonably short favourites, the ninth place Raiders on Friday night are the early game against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. They are $1.31 favourites. The line is 10.5, and... A half and Look, it's it's really hard again with this. Neither of these sides are a side that you want to get uh, too, uh, I guess, engaged in, in in betting or tipping. No, definitely not, mate. These, this head-to-head matchup's always been a problem for me in tipping, um, one way or the other. But I think I'll be going the Raiders this week simply off the back that Ben Hunt's been ruled out four to eight weeks. Um, I think it was a fractured arm. Fractured I read. Arm, so yeah. He's been a probably you know really massive key reason for their you know their amount of wins, slim amount of wins in the last, you know, number of weeks or months. So taken out of the side, I think they lose a big, big, big factor there. And Adam Clunes is not the same type of calibre. You also got, curiously, Jack Bird at fullback with um, Matt Dufty at 18. So we'll see if there's a late shift there, but I'm not sure what they're playing out with that. But from a team that played Corey Norman in the centres last week, you know, I, I believe what I see. It's just like Mary's there all over again, isn't it? <laughs> Seems to be that way, mate, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, no, look. Well, we all, we all know where I'm going to uh, uh, be moving my my point my tip to here. It'll be the Raiders. Uh, I can't tip against them, uh, especially against the Dragons. We have a, a fair rivalry with them, and uh, uh, some of my uh, fellow podcast friends, uh, Jack Clifton with his Red V podcast. I certainly uh, wouldn't give him the uh, the uh, good grace of uh, tipping the Dragons. That's for sure. So move on to the second game of Friday night, and it is Parramatta. The Eels taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It's third versus fourth. Um, well, we, we uh, certainly were all over the Eels last week, and the bookies have obviously followed this week, and they've decided that, again, they, they actually should be the outsider now. $3.25 outsider. The line is 9.5. I still don't mind South Sydney at that line. I just, I just, the Eels, yes, I know that they're going to uh, welcome back in Moses, but they're in some pretty ordinary form at the moment. They are, mate. Yeah, to be fair, Moses is the key reason why I think they were a bit down, you know, losing that shape from seven. But uh, they've also lost um, Regal Campbell, Regan Campbell-Gillard as well. So they've got Oregon Kafusi at eight, which is a pretty big downgrade for mine. And then on the flip side, you've got Southwell welcoming back Cameron Murray, which is a huge in. Um, and also Benji on the bench for whatever that that's worth. And, and also Tavita Satola, who I, I yeah. think is a pretty solid player, which is a good inclusion. I, I, actually, think, I actually think he's probably... The, um, the bigger inclusion than Benji Tavita. So, like, Benji, yeah. yes, is great if someone goes down, but just sometimes you can't quite get as much value out of him. Um, it's sort of a can be a little hit and miss at different points, but Tavita Tatola has been really good for them this year. Um, their bench is where they have a lot of strength, though. You look at that Marshall, uh, Tatola and Sewer, especially host to a lesser extent, but um, 
when that stacks up against the other bench of Will Smith, Bryce Cartwright, Sean Lane, and Murata Niakore, I just think that's where Souths have really got a strong edge, um, as well as just being probably half a point better pretty much in every position on the field. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch and see how that one pans out, but I'll certainly be uh, taking the Rabbits in this one. Yeah, I think the Rabbits have a lot to play for. They're six points here in the Eels, and they'll be really gunning for that number two spot with Penrith. I think they play each other soon too, so... Um, I think the Rabbits on the way up. That Dragons game will give them a world of confidence. So I'll be tipping the Rabbitohs. I think I might take the line as well. Yeah, they've been putting plenty of points on the last few weeks. So let's move on to the Saturday games, the 3 o'clock game at Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast. It is the uh, the Warriors, the team of more homes than anyone else this year, taking on the Sharks. The Sharks, $1.37 favourites. Again, this is another one of those games. I know the Warriors are in 12th. The Sharks still sitting inside the eight just. But, uh, look, if the Warriors want to have any chance of playing finals football, this is must win. And I think they're going to probably roll up their sleeves and put up a little bit more fight than many expect. I think the Sharks deservedly head-to-head favourites, but there's probably a little bit of value there at the nine and a half, especially if it does drift out at all to double figures during the week. Yeah, I I actually really like that nine and a half line. I'm actually going to tip them head-to-head as well. Simply, like I mentioned before, I need to catch up with somebody called that in my tipping comp, but um, I really like that line, mate. I think huge inclusions with you know, Blake and Lodge in their 8 and 10. Uh, Tavangas back at Hooker uh, with their young rookie um, out with an injury and uh, Harris Vader's back in as well and you get get rid of Hiku out at the 6, put him back into the centres, that's more of his preferred position. Um, yeah, I, I don't really rate the Sharks, mate. I, I just can't put a thing on it, but like you said, the Warriors are any chance. They need to roll up their sleeves this match. So I love the line, and I'll also take them in the head-to-head. Yeah, I certainly think it's another one of those games that I probably had, you know, closer to maybe, you know, a dollar sixty-two thirty rather than the dollar thirty and three dollars. So there is a little bit of value there. I wouldn't be backing it confidently, but it's uh, certainly not the worst way to uh, throw it, throw on a Stewie Diver, that's for sure. Uh, we move on to the next game, and that is the 5.30 game, and it's a game where uh, last-minute signings are making their appearances. Dale Copley for the Roosters and Tavita Pangai Jr. for the Panthers. While we're at it, let's add in a Isaiah Yeo, Api Korosau, Nathan Cleary uh, into that uh, Panthers side while they lose Stephen Crichton being the major out. Josh Morris on the opposition is out as well. So it's certainly an interesting one here. The Roosters... Plus nine and a half, you can get them. The bookies really like riding the Roosters off and underestimating them. I think a big reason for that current line is that words firmed over the last day or two that Cleary might make his uh, early return this game, and that's yep. going to hinge, hinge, yeah, hinge my bet as well. I'll be taking uh, Penrith if Cleary plays, and um, what, what was the line currently? You said sorry, so it's, it's not it's and nine and a half at the moment. So yeah, so. The, the, the news that, I, that I've that i been reading and, and hearing from others today is that he will play. He's 90% chance of playing now. So, I think, I think to be honest, I'm going to take Penrith head-to-head even if he doesn't. But I think that line is good value for the Roosters if, if he doesn't play. Yeah, I'll, I'll be taking a bit of that just as a prospective chance that he doesn't play. And I, I, I still think it's probably pretty close to the money if he does play. I, I think there's probably only a converted try but between these two sides. The Roosters have been pretty solid and we saw what they could do against Parramatta last week. So... Uh, we'll move on to the big rivalry Saturday night. There's never any love lost here, but especially for uh, Manly as they, they try and cling on to Parramatta and the Roosters, and especially if Parramatta continue their uh, poor form over from the last couple of weeks, Manly will be eyeing off an opportunity here to potentially, with a decent win and losses for the other two, to leap into the top four, which would have been unthinkable at the start of the season, but an upset win over the Storm would be huge here for them. Uh, there's no love lost, as I said. It's the Storm, a $1.28 favourites. 
coming into this one. The line, 12.5, which, again, I don't mind. I expect this one, as much as Tom Travoy has been starring, I expect this one actually to be a bit of a, a physical arm wrestle um, in terms of the two sides, but uh, no major changes, both sides naming an extended squad. I think Felice Cafusi, the only major out for either side. Yeah, that's right, mate. Um, I think uh, there's quite a few underdog lines here that I like this week, this being another one of them as well for Manly. Um, yeah, like you said, Turbo has been scintillating, but you reckon it's going to be a, a tightly contested so sort of arm wrestle in the middle there. Um, you look at the forward packs, mate, and there's not a, you know, there's, Manly's got a pretty good pack. Um, the biggest question mark is probably Lachlan Croker at Hooker compared to Brandon Smith, and you got obviously Harry Grant off the bench for Melbourne and Happen highs in as well, but not too sure about Jordan Grant, what type of player he is on the bench. Um, don't know much about him, you know? Jordan no, I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of him, but I, I, I do have, not concerns, but it's a very undersized bench, so if they do get into a, you know, a scrap here, like, you know, both sides carrying, you know, a couple of smaller bodies on the bench, but, um, you know, Manly probably a little bit more size throughout their bench. Um, so from that point of view, that's where I see that, you know, there's certainly a... Uh, um, I guess probably a benefit to being to being manly with a bit more size on your bench if it does degenerate into a bit of an arm wrestle up there. You know, if, if this was a rookie with a crowd, I, I might actually tip, tip manly here. I, I, like, can Melbourne go undefeated the rest of the way? Probably, but if they're going to lose the game, it could be on the back, like you said, of an arm wrestle and the difference being just turbo sheer class, just the way you can change a match as we all saw last week as well. I know Melbourne have got their own game breakers, but turbo's the next level, so... Um, I think I'll stick with Melbourne tip here, but I love that value in the line there that um currently at twelve and a half at Tabcorp. So yeah, I'm 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 going to throw in this is this is going to be my same game multi of the week. It's going to be under fifty and a half points. Melbourne one to twelve into Tommy Turbo to get a try gives you eleven dollars twenty five. So chuck a little sneaky fiver on that, and you might uh, walk walk out with a pineapple as profit. So. That's my okay, little... um, eight minute or later try as well. Probably an opening arm wrestle too. Yeah, it's not not a bad suggestion, mate. Um, if I can quickly find that time off. I always like combining those ones in with an unders sort of bet. Yeah. Last week I took one with a, an unders uh, for both teams. Who was it? It was the really that'll blow it out. Take it out to twenty three for you. So there's some yeah, you can turn that into a turn that into a greenback. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, last week I, I saw the matchup between the Tigers and the Warriors. I, was, I looked at the halves they had going there, and I was like, this is unders for sure. So I got on unders. Unders for both teams, and um, yeah, try eight minutes or later, and it, and it paid off. So that was um, that was good enough. Have the same sort of sense for different reasons for this game, but um, yeah, I reckon that's a good bet there. All right, lovely. Let's move on to the next of our matchups in the NRL, and let's have a look at uh, doggies the, and tigers. It is the doggies and tigers Sunday afternoon, one fifty again. Seabus Super Stadium, just for something different. It's getting some traffic, and again, this one's. It's 13th versus 16th, and it's really living up to the billing of uh, the least desirable probably match of the round. Um, I just can't take the Tigers at a dollar forty-five favourite if if I'm betting, but you'd have to think that they're they're slightly in front. But again, maybe a little bit of value about the Bulldogs, similar to what we talked about with the Warriors. I think there is, mate. To be honest, this is a round that I reckon a few underdogs will get up head to head. Um, the big news, obviously, Dane Laurie's out for the season for the Tigers after that horrible ankle injury. So that pushes most of them by to the back and they lose they lose a lot of shape there. Uh, electric returns from the back and just, you know, the ability that Laurie's shown in his rookie season. And on the flip side, he got Bailey beyond the Odo for the Dogs making, I think, his debut in the starting side. So 
Um, couple of question marks on either team. Uh, I think I'll tip the Tigers still, though, in a in a tight match. What's the line at? Um, seven and a half on Cub Corp. Yeah, so. seven, six and a half or seven and a half, depending where you're going. So just over that converted try, which is always handy. I don't mind that for the Bulldogs, to be honest. Yeah, there's, there's some interesting selections, certainly, in this game. Michael Cheekham playing in the centres for the Tigers as well. I just uh, think that class of Dewey and Brooks, is, and, well, funny to say class with Brooks, but when you compare it to Avrilo, who's more of a running half, and he's in the seven with um, old yeah, mate. The, the old, old mate, the unknown of beyond the Odo, yeah. It's, uh, no, I was going to say old mate Flanagan being dropped. Oh, yeah, the, right. Yeah, yeah, but um, I know what you mean. And then, yeah, just look at those matchups, and to me, that could be the class difference where that line gets busted. But um, I, this, this will be a game I'm not betting on. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Look, if, if you're going to force my hand, I'll, I'll have a little sneaky on the on the dogs just purely because I think it represents value in a game that could, anything could happen um, in terms of it. But, yeah, there's just so many unknowns. I wouldn't be uh, suggesting it as a... As a Safe investment strategy. Not that you'd probably take our advice on safe investment strategies when it comes to footy tipping anyway. <laughs> Let's wrap up the round, mate, and let you get prepped for your big Wednesday night trivia regular spot that you have now. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans up against the North Queensland Cowboys. And, wow, didn't the Titans put on a show last weekend? And you wouldn't be surprised to see them do it again. They're in some, starting to find some form. And, you know, another win or two, they'll really, uh, uh, really put some uh, I guess some space between them and the chasing pack that they sit in the, one of the better spots with four and against and a couple more wins would be crucial for them to try and secure a finals berth. Yeah, as a nice fan, I hope they lose, but I can't see this happening. I don't think this is one of the games where the underdog gets up or the line hits. I think it's 11 and a half at $1.85 on Tabcorp currently. I, I think I'd take that for the time. I'm pretty impressed with Toby Sexton at seven. Um, you could see why he had a lot of wraps on him and you could see why they didn't want to sign, re-sign Ash Taylor over him with him and Fogarty, the plan going forward. And Fogarty could be a late inclusion too. I'd, I'd almost be tempted to drop Ash Taylor and play Sexton and Fogarty together now, but um, see what they go with there. But yeah, yeah, Titans for me here, mate. Yeah, I just... You, you can't... You probably can't lure me into a bet on this one. I, like, I like the Titans here, but yeah, thirty probably doesn't represent enough value and, and 11 and a half around that line, while I think they probably will win... We've seen enough late lapses and just, you know, sleepy 20-minute periods from the, the Titans where they might let the Cowboys get it back, similar to what the Knights did against the Raiders last week. So, yeah, not, alternate, not, alternate line. Yeah, alternate. mate, I, if, if I was going to take something here, I'd probably take the over 54.5 points. Neither of the sides is exactly a defensive powerhouse, so that's probably where <laughs> I see the value here. But again, the Titans for a win and uh, to continue their march, which hurts both our sides, unfortunately, mate. But that brings us to a close for the NRL wrap for this week. Thank you again for jumping on the show, as you always do, mate. Uh, the season is certainly heating up, and uh, we're only a week away from finals action in the Denton Engineering Cup, Newcastle Rugby League, and even the NRL. There's only five rounds to go. It's almost September. It's that great time of year as the weather warms and the footy heats up, and, uh, yeah, we get really excited about it, but uh, we might not have too much to cheer about if the Raiders and Knights uh, don't uh, start turning things around. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see, mate. We'll see. Thanks for having me on again. The podcast been great. And um, everyone, enjoy the weekend of footy coming up. Great four games in the Denton Engineering Cup. Um, really can't wait to see some of these results and um, yeah, push to the finals for some of these teams. So have a good week, everyone, and um, catch you next time. Yeah, certainly is a big weekend in Denton Engineering Cup. Get out and see those four games. As Josh said, every one of them has some crucial meaning for each of the clubs. And it's great to have four games out there. If not, make sure you sit back, enjoy the NRL action or your other local footy, and uh, we'll catch up with you, Josh, next week uh, for some more stats and uh, the awarding of the Statsman Player of the Year.
Uh, good, mate. Looking forward to it. Have a good weekend. A big thanks to Josh there again. Uh, great to have a chat with him as every week on the NRL and uh, hopefully some valuable insights and tips there, although uh, our track record isn't all that solid. Something that is solid is the photography work and event promotion work of smart artists. Make sure you check out Johnny's work on Facebook. We've shared a few of his recent endeavours out there in the wild and blustery conditions we've had over the last few weekends. He's out there, rain, hail or shine, and gets the best shots in the game and uh, turns them around in absolutely record time. So uh, check him out. Uh, You would be hard-pressed to find anyone better in terms of the sports and events photography and promotion space. That is Smart Artist on Facebook. Uh, of course, while you're on your social media channels, check out League Castle AU on Instagram and Twitter, League Castle AUS on Facebook. That's all of our official channels and uh, continue to try and put up plenty of content on uh, as many of those as we can, as often as we can to keep you engaged with your local rugby league action. A big thank you, of course, also to our guest today, uh, Buddy Matthews from the Maitland uh, United Indigenous Corporation side. Uh, we had uh, Cody Bridges and Kirk Roberts from Dudley Magpies and also... Uh, great to get uh, a man who is uh, one of the nominees in our League Castle Local Legends of League competition, Joel Edwards, the Cessnock Goannas Jr., who went on to play for the Knights, uh, the Raiders, and the West Tigers, and is now back in the Denton Engineering Cup, the local league with Lakes United. He dropped a, uh, a few hints there as to uh, whether or not he may continue. Uh, fingers crossed that we see plenty more of Joel over the next couple of years in the local competition in whatever colours he determines. Uh, our best for him, but a big thanks to Joel for coming on the show. Uh, that brings us to a close. Make sure, as we've talked about with Josh, you do get out this weekend four absolutely cracking games of Denton Engineering Cup, as well as plenty of lower-grade action as well, all around the grounds on Saturday and Sunday. The Newcastle and the Hunter Rugby League, it's heating up in the uh, five men's grades, the two women's tackle and the three ladies' league tag games. So... Just check out uh, playrugbyleague.com to see where the nearest game to you is. They are in all corners of our region. Uh, And, of course, uh, make sure you do go along and support those local sides. Buy a beer, buy a steak sandwich and support your local club's uh, financial situation as well as cheering them on on the paddock. A big thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next week with some more local rugby league coverage. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson. Runs to the line, he's got Buxton with him, it's been put on the toe, it's going to be a try, Joy Jobson's got the try, Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Newcastle, Newcastle Hunters, Hunters Rugby League.